Hi, my name is Chris Little, and I am the host of The Lifestyle Chase. In 2018, I started this show to have meaningful conversations. I've interviewed over a hundred different people, both in and out of the fitness industry. This podcast is something I'm incredibly proud of. Welcome to season four. Thanks for joining me. So welcome to the Lifestyle Chase. And I'm quite proud of myself because I didn't say all right. And if anybody is just tuning in, we have previously recorded three segments for this episode. This episode being episode 213 of the Lifestyle Chase with Alex McBrarity. This is his third um, currently published appearance on the Lifestyle Chase. And to kind of give some backstory to that, he has made some appearances on what used to be Real Talk by the Lifestyle Chase, which was a daily 10-minute episode. Um and I had since discontinued that, taken it off the air. What we are trying now is a new format in which we shorten up the full-length episodes into shorter segments so that you can get through it on your commute, um, so it's more shareable, so that you can watch it on more platforms. And to help the show grow, I really hope that you uh, take the opportunity to share this episode with a friend, uh, check out the other ones, subscribe to the show. It's published on all audio platforms and YouTube but we are going to dive into a specific topic and that topic is the ability for it to be okay to want more and just the foresight to be able to do things differently and like this is again something that Alex you can speak to and I always like to see your perspective and I always like to hear your wisdom and so that's what uh, this opportunity is for so if you could expand on it I am here to listen absolutely the idea of being okay with wanting more from ourselves wanting more from our life you know it reminds me there's a, a really good book by Robert Cialdini called Influence. I'm sure you're familiar with it. And I wish I would have put it on our book list that we did not too long ago, because that would definitely be in the top. But one of the concepts they talked about in that book was this idea that, uh, and you've probably seen it in other books too. I think this concept is also in Atomic Habits um, by James Clear. But the idea that every action that we take and every behavior that we engage in further reinforces some identity that we have about ourselves. Right. So, for example, for me, as I mentioned in the previous episode, fitness is a pretty big identity for me, pretty big part of who I am. Um, and having routinely exercised almost daily for the better part of the last 15 years, each one of those has lent further support and reinforcement to that identity of fitness being a big part of, of my life. Also, my job being in fitness every day, working in fitness is further reinforcements of fitness being a bigger part of my life. The challenge then, of course, is when we've spent years going down a rabbit hole in a direction we didn't want to go, whether we wanted to or not, it reinforced an identity we had about ourselves. That helps shape our mindset, whether we feel more fixed mindset or growth mindset. If we were seeing ourselves get better and learn new things, we further reinforce that growth mindset. 
vice versa. If we remain in our comfort zone, we only stick to the things we're good at and we avoid new experiences, we further reinforce the fixed mindset or the reality of those mindsets. And so when we want to make a change, it can be really, really hard because now we've built this identity. Again, whether we want it to or not, whether we like it or not, we've built this identity. And the idea of changing then requires violating that identity. Suddenly we're making healthy food choices. It's different than what we would have done. Now we're violating that identity. It feels inauthentic, it feels wrong almost because we're not, we don't feel like ourselves. We're kind of stepping outside of who we are to do something different. And because of that, this is partially why change can be so difficult because no matter how much we want the outcomes, that inauthenticity we might feel in violating that identity and stepping outside that balance, but also the constant draw to pull us back into that old identity. Because the thing to consider is the more we reinforce and build an identity, the more we build our environment to support that, right? It's kind of a, a double-edged sword. It goes both ways, a chicken and the egg problem. We actions we take, eating takeout, keeping junk food in the house, sitting on the couch and watching Netflix marathons all the time, that reinforces our identity of being inactive. But then the actions of being inactive means we keep junk food stocked in the house. We keep Netflix shows queued up in our profile. We keep getting carry on. So once we, even though we want to make changes, we want to get the junk food out, we want to do this, there's still the temptation to come back. And that's probably one of the biggest hurdles that people have to overcome is in the process of making those changes, we have to challenge who we are as people. We have to challenge who we are as people. And in so doing, we have to step into uncomfortable territory. And that is really, really hard for most people. Not only that, but we also have to acknowledge that we can't be the old person anymore. And that's the part nobody talks about is not going back to the way things were, right? This happens a lot with fad diets. People hop on a fad diet for a couple of weeks. They see some fast progress. They're feeling good about themselves. And then they go back to what they were doing before. They step back into that old identity. And what happens? Just as quickly as it came off, that weight comes right back on. Because they're back in that old identity. Which lends nicely to the support of the idea of that radical introspection, right? This is where we start from the last episode. Episode three, radical introspection, the ability to look inside ourselves and critically evaluate our beliefs, our thoughts, our emotional states, the actions that we take, our drives and our motivations to be able to do that radically, even when the answers aren't good. And so when we can do that, we have better control over where our head's at when we're making these decisions that need to be different. We can evaluate on a deeper uh, level the fact that we do have to step outside of our identity. We have to do things different. We have to be a different person. But when we're able to evaluate that more critically with that information from that introspection, we're able to, to realize that it's necessary. And the old identity is not probably one we wanted because we wouldn't be trying to change if it were. Because a lot of people, not only just the act of changing their identity, but also just uh, trying not to feel like it shows a level of ungratefulness 
right? Because everyone's got it worse than you. doesn't matter how good off you are. doesn't matter how worse off you are. Somebody always has it worse off. And so oftentimes we can feel bad by acknowledging to ourselves, but especially publicly that we want something more because we can begin to feel ungrateful for everything we already have. Right. But the reality is there's no shame in wanting more. We're hardwired for growth and improvement for progress. That's why our civilizations are the way they are. That's why we have the technology that you and I can talk and record it and share it later to anywhere in the world with internet access is because we're hardwired for progress to improve, to change, to do things differently. That's no different on this level of ourselves wanting to make healthy changes, wanting to take a different path in our life. That's just our form of progress. And in so doing, we have to do things differently. We have to change. We have to step outside of that identity. And so it's totally okay to want more. So something that uh, jumped out at me and I'm going to is this is going to be a challenging counter question. Um, The things that we you and I are good at, um, they're part of our job. So like the fitness, the nutrition, being able to speak to mindset and to communicate with people and connect with people like those are the things that we've practiced and honed. Um, then there's areas that I think both of us are not good at, which is that whole work-life balance thing. And in order to get to that outcome of having more balance, um, we've probably each had to let go of that old version of ourselves. But with that being said, there's probably been many instances where we've gone back to that old version of ourselves and caught ourselves in the same cycle. Um, Can you reflect on a time when that's happened, when you can kind of catch yourself having gone back to that old version? And what are the lessons that you've taken away? Like, how, how do you stop? How do you stay away from the old version of you? That's a good question. I guess the easiest thing I can recollect, especially thinking back to that work-life balance is this morning. Before we got on air, I mentioned to you how I've been up since 3.30 Eastern time. It's now 9.30 Eastern time as of the recording of this podcast. And uh, so what happens is, uh, you know, I wake up. Most people would kind of lay there and try to go back to bed. And for me, by the time I woke up, I was like, I got stuff to do. I'm just going to get up and I'm going to go work. Right. So, you know, would I have been more restful to try to stay there and go back to sleep? And could I, over the course of the next four hours, maybe gone back to sleep? Probably. Would I be feeling a little more energetic and a little more lively today? Probably. Mm-hmm. But instead, the the desire to want to get things done and to want to come work on tasks that I need to get done within the business, things I need to do, kind of drove me to get out of bed that early. Right? So there's kind of always, uh, again, there's always that draw back, especially for an identity that's so strong. You know, I've been building this business for eight years. That's a lot of ingrained habits to just work and work and think about work and think about work. So it really comes down to understanding that about myself first and foremost and how it plays out in my life, but also in ways that I can try to avoid it bleeding too much into life, which brings me to a good rule that I have just for myself across all areas, whether it's work, whether it's just eating behaviors, whatever the case may be. Cause there are times when we're going to get pulled back, you know, someone who wants to make healthy changes and they want to, have a healthier diet and they want to exercise more, there are going to be times where they just want to skip a workout. It's a holiday. They're feeling tired. They shouldn't feel incessantly like they need to do that. Or they want to eat a food that has no nutritional value and it's just pleasurable. It's just fun, right? Maybe they're out with their friends and they're having a good night and they just want to enjoy it. So there are moments like that that we're inevitably going to have that are inherently going back to the old version of us in some degree, 
albeit maybe with a different mindset, but the behavior is still the same. And so the rule I have for myself is never do things two days in a row that I wouldn't want to become a new habit. So if I'm going to go out on Friday night, meet up with a friend, have a couple of cocktails to wind down from the weekend, just have fun. I'm not also going to go drink on Saturday because I don't want that alcohol intake to become a habit. Right. If I get up super early one day to go get work done, I'm not going to do it the next day. I don't want it to become a new habit. So that's my one rule is that if I'm going to splurge, if I'm going to indulge the older version of myself in any capacity, right? Even with food, I love food. That's how I got into fitness. I had to lose a lot of weight. So if I'm going to indulge in that, I'm not going to do it two days in a row. It also means I haven't been able to enjoy the pure bliss of leftover pizza because I won't do it two days in a row. I don't know about that rule, man, <laughs> but I, I have something to add that I think might help people because like I find that uh, oftentimes I'll start some some example of work life balance and then I'll fall into the trap of like, nope, just working all the time or just like feeling like I haven't done enough in a day. And this is a like a multi-factor thing that I've been pursuing. And part of that is just the simple um, vision of living my best life kind of thing. So I have found that when I just tell more people in my life that I'm in the pursuit of living my best life, then I open up to taking their feedback as to how I would go about doing that. I've had friends give me recommendations of restaurants to go to. I've had friends recommend different uh, places to take in in the Edmonton area. And I've just um, put myself in a position where I just go do it. And I don't have the excuse of I don't know what to do. And I step away from the expectation that I have to do that with somebody else. I just do it by myself. And I don't necessarily like sometimes you don't have to look too far to do stuff with people. Like I'll be taking my dad to an Edmonton Oilers game on Thursday. That wasn't too hard. I just had to give him a phone call and he was gung ho. And the other factor here is you talk about your waking up at 3 a.m. and starting work. We have a similar personality, and I think we've learned that quite well in the sense that uh, basically foot on the gas pedal all day long, and you don't necessarily know how to take your foot off the gas pedal. And what I have learned to do is uh, almost lean into that a little bit. So some of the changes to my environment that I've made, which I've shared with you off the air, um, have been purchases of fitness equipment for my home because it removes my excuses it removes the things that aren't in my control and if if putting my foot on the gas pedal is what i need in order to uh shut down for for the day or to um close the chapter on a topic in my mind or to transition from one task to the other then then that's what i'll lean into so i have an echo bike i have a lululemon mirror i have adjustable dumbbells i i have a lot of things in my condo that can lead me to being able to close that chapter and just move on go from work to life and do it efficiently with little to no hesitation no obstacles no barriers and granted that took a big investment but when it comes to um these 
life-changing moves, I have never had a regret in my investment. And that is not just under the umbrella of fitness, that is with travel, um, the trips that I have taken that have changed how I've seen myself, that have changed my perspective, that have enlightened me on my potential and given me more self-awareness have been incredibly powerful. And just like sometimes you have to put the variables in place to stop yourself from going back to your old self. Because if I didn't have all this equipment in my space, I had to go back to um, just making up excuses, not being the most productive person, not putting up my best work, not showing up as the best version of myself that I could. So I'm hoping that anybody that's struggling or has trouble staying away from that old version that did them no good can see what they can put in place in their environment to take control and is open to letting other people guide them. Sometimes it's just not clear as to what we can change today. And if you ask people who care about you, and they could be people that you just met a month, a month ago, because that's the case for me. Sometimes I'll uh, meet a person and then within the day, I'm going to the sandwich place that they told me to go to. And it has never, uh, I've never regretted something like that. Because if you show up authentically with transparency in your communication, um, opportunities will, will come your way. But, uh, Alex, did you have anything else, any words of wisdom on what we've talked about to, uh, to add? I was just going to say that what that's a good example of Chris is some good quality, radical introspection that you had there. Absolutely. But the other important thing, but just one last bit on this is, you know, uh, obviously it's, it can be tough to make these changes because we're violating an old identity. The reality of course is that we get to choose what our identity is. And so with that, we get to change it to whatever we want it to be, as you were saying, right? So setting up your environment to support that, making the changes to support that, violating your old identity is part of the process of rebuilding, resculpting your new one. And it's totally okay to want and to do that. So with that being said, if you're going to give the audience a challenge for the day, and this episode's going to come out on a Thursday. So they're waking up on a Thursday. They want to make a change. They don't know what it looks like. They don't know how to do it. Um, they're most likely to make some excuses. What's the challenge you're going to deliver that uh, is going to lead to success for this person? I would set a timer, five, 10 minutes, whatever you choose. And in that time, I would set it up so you can sit in solitude, somewhere quiet by yourself. And I would think about and reflect on an aspect of yourself that you may avoid more often than not. That's deep. And if somebody actually does that, um, it's going to open up a lot of doors for things that, uh, could be pretty pivotal, similar to experiences that we've each had that have shaped our career um, or powerful conversations that you can have with a person that uh, give you the opportunity to support one another in their respective careers or personal endeavors. But uh, to keep us on track for time, this has been a great 
great series of episodes with you, Alex. Um, people can find you at 18fit.com. Your Instagram handles will be in the YouTube and in the episode description. I highly encourage people to head on over to YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the platforms and subscribe, share this episode. But uh, thank you so much, Alex, for coming back on the show. Chris, always a pleasure.